0: Hello everyone, my name is Take, better known as Jay. I am wearing Pit Vipers, which means it's a really interesting episode of the Whiskey Readers podcast. I have a bottle of whiskey I can sort of see, I have a glass of whiskey I know I poured, and I have John here with me also in Pit Vipers, which means this is probably going to be the coolest episode of the summer. Before we get to the reason that we're wearing sunglasses, how are you doing, John?
1: I'm doing good. I find myself, the moment I put these Pit Vipers on, wanting to bust out like a lot of... Oh, yeah, brother. I'm just like, <laughs> there's some vibes going on. Uh, there, are all, there are two things I can't see. Uh, one <laughs> of them is the words in the bottle of this, and the other is the haters. So let's just fucking run it.
0: Yeah. let. I mean, I posted this on Instagram a couple of days ago, and it got two things. It got a lot of likes and three comments, all of which were negative, which tells me we're in for a good show. Let's <laughs> go. This, this is the. Uh, You know, we're just going to skip the fluffery. A Technicolor box arrived to John and I probably two weeks ago. It was right before I left for Vegas. I wish I brought these with me. I would have fit in a lot better in Vegas. But inside of it was a pair of sunglasses and a bottle of whiskey. It's an interesting bottle. It is called the Summer Stock Whiskey. It is in partnership with Pit Viper Sunglasses, and it's released by Whistle Pig, which is probably not the most interesting thing we're going to say tonight, and that really says a lot because this is, I mean, you know, we haven't really tasted it. I have a review up. We haven't tasted it together. This is kind of fun. If you, uh, if you're an audio only listener, you can't see what's happening in the studio. It's total mayhem, but I'm just marveling as someone who's like unironically worn pit viper since the year, like 2021, that this is a collaboration that happened. Like someone, someone pitched this and then a lot of people agreed and then money was spent and then it happened. And now we get to talk about it on a podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it, there's, Um, I think we, the way we were describing this to each other was like, this is an idea that Jay and I could have come up with. We could have definitely been the guys behind this. But what usually happens is we are fortunately surrounded by folks who are like, hey, these ideas that you have are like 80% good. Or like another way they could put it is like, that's not a good enough idea to run with. Obviously, somebody with that mentality was not in the room for this. And they were just like, Hey, these are all good ideas. Let's mash them together. Spray paint them bright, fuck off pink and have like <laughs> a really big party. And everybody in attendance is just like, "Yep, let's do that. That sounds kick-ass. And here we are now with the wildest looking bottle of whistle pig that I've ever seen. Um, it's actually got really dope labels. They look really cool. It's the, so cool. <laughs> the bottle topper, <laughs> in and of itself is a, just a national treasure here. I mean, this thing is just like iridescent and just absolutely crazy. It, it, actually, it's like a whistle pig 15 topper. But if you took it right. to school, like this thing is just nuts.
0: It's laser etched. I mean, yeah, this is what happens when two guys have a great idea and no one responsible is around to say no. Mm-hmm. And usually it ends in like bodily harm. But in this in this instance, we have an interesting whiskey, and this is a limited edition. This is called Summer Stock. This is oh gosh, what's the proof? Forty three percent ABV. It is Solara aged. Uh, it's spelled like the sun, like solar, instead of Solara. Um, this is a toasted barrel finished Whistle Pig. Uh, this is, I mean, they made an actual product. This isn't just like piggyback with a funny label. Like they went all the yeah, way this on is this. A, I, a real thing, right? all of it from tip to tail, from, from, from pit to vipe. This is an actual whiskey and you can go and buy this. This isn't even like the piggy bank that was like kind of a gimmick where they made just like a few of them. Like you can go and buy this at a store. You have to bring your own pit Vipers, but um, ultimately I'm just, I'm just amazed that this is on the desk right now. So I'm looking forward to tasting it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. So the kit that Whistle Pig sent us, came with the pit vipers that we are both currently wearing even though it is uh, well after the sun has gone down but like cory hart once said i wear my sunglasses at night you just you can't slow down certain vibes and pit vipers are a type of vibe that can't be messed with um the box and packaging is all totally custom done just for this so it's got like the whistle pig x pit viper right on it they're calling this spf 2000 which is <laughs> makes perfect sense if you don't think about it uh the box has incredible marketing literature on it you know it has like the actual features here that they discuss like turbo adjustment and nose piece 2000 plus whatever in the world that is but these are also like uh ANSI Z87 like these are actually like safety rated glasses and stuff which I find interesting that like I feel like everybody who's working on uh a road crew, who, like the guys paving the roads and fixing up the roads. Everybody should have these. These are like yeah, just I, like an absolute bulletproof shield for your entire face. Like, And you can't see the haters when you're wearing them. It's, it's the coolest thing.
0: I don't want to say they're bulletproof, but like you can do more things in these sunglasses than most of the sunglasses I own, which really says something.
1: Well, let me just look at the other features listed on the packaging and we'll see if bulletproof is one of them. Let's see. Low-resistant, smudgeable lens, red-eye blocking, screw holes, sports. I'm not sure, like, how any of these things tie into glasses. Um, harder. I don't know if that's a feature or not. <laughs> Back-end development. Front-end growth. That can mean more than one thing, I feel like. Increased stamina. I know that only means one thing that makes sense. 100% light-dimming guarantee. You know, so far, these are actually checking out pretty good. 100% party-enhancing guarantee. Yep, that actually checks out. 99% yeah, appearance improving guarantee. It, you know, I could speak to this personally. I felt like okay before we put these on. Like, I wouldn't say I felt like a million bucks, but I would say like I was in the like mid 200,000 feeling range with these on. Okay. And I'm like right up there. I'm like 999,000 now.
0: That's pretty good. I would say I felt like $41 and I feel like
1: 69,
0: and that's that's the perfect time to dive into this whiskey.
1: Nice. <laughs> there's a hundred percent ear touching guarantee as well i just wanted to touch on that last feature yeah you did okay <laughs> so anyway That's, whatever uh... in the fuck all that means let's have a let's have a pour of this whistle pig pit viper summer stock and see what in the hell they've got us into this time yeah i'm curious if this is like peacocking to distract a bad whiskey but
0: um th- this and this is being released um because obviously pit vipers block the sun Whistlepig has been installing solar panels like mad over the last couple of years. This kind of uh, supports that sustainability effort, and like I think the the slogan was that the future is so bright at Whistlepig that you are going to need pit vipers uh, to cover your eyes. And I think that that's just like kind of cool, you know. Uh, Whistlepig, rightfully so, gets a lot of weird flack for doing the weird shit that they do because not everything they do makes sense, but ultimately. They are geared towards sustainability. And I think that that's pretty cool. We've seen a lot of producers. So, this is definitely not a whistle pig only thing. Like Barton has spent a lot of money on, on reclaiming their bio waste. We're seeing producers value sustainability more and more and more. But what I haven't seen a producer do is release a whiskey to celebrate their sustainability efforts and then partner with a sunglass company to really seal the deal. But I have to imagine with all the design work, I mean, even Mortimer the pig on the label is wearing pit vipers like there's just a crazy level of detail they're gonna lose money on this one but i can't wait to taste the whiskey
1: yeah i'm with you on that like so on a slightly serious note here the packaging and everything is only made from suppliers with certified with the sustainable forestry initiative whistle pig farm is 100 percent solar powered like there's a lot of tongue in cheek here but their heart's in the right place which is why i feel like they feel okay fucking around so much like they're doing the right thing they just want to have fun doing it which i can respect that because like i mean who likes to fuck around to find out more than me right
0: (laughs) i mean so i think that was one of the comments on the whiskey raiders instagram was like whistle pig needs to stop like messing around and like true up and get back to their core and i was like you know whistle pig started in a weird pace like raj bakta was a weird guy and i'm glad he's out of the company and there's new people in charge but like Whistlepig has also never been a normal company either, and so like, I don't really want to just like totally make them a clinical whiskey producer. Like Beam has done a good enough job of that. Like Maker's Mark has done a good enough job of that. Like Barton's done enough good, like, good enough job of that. Like let's let's make good whiskey and have some fun with it. And I'm curious, like, is it good whiskey? Like I'm tasting now. I'm curious for your thoughts because I've, I've already written a review, but we haven't talked about it whatsoever. Okay, well, what do you think?
1: Uh, so one thing I, w- I would like to do is maybe give the, uh, oops, maybe give the packaging literature a good, a good read over. Maybe I'll do a little voiceover with that here once we, uh, maybe like when we get to wrap this, I'll give you a, like a movie trailer, read of the packaging on what they have to say about this. Uh, but for now, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, it smells crazy and funky and fruity right off the bat. Like, if this is just listed as summer stock whiskey. So we have no fucking clue what's in this. This It's not telling us it is straight rye. We know that it was distilled in Canada and Vermont. So there's at least some of their own distillate in here. But we don't know what, this, what that is. It could be anything, I guess, at this point. It's whiskey is all we know. Yeah, I'm pulling up the press release here. Um,
0: I believe, and don't quote me on that, uh, the slogan also is Hot Pig Summer, which I, I just have to say I think is is also really creative. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a blend of wheat and rye whiskeys, which is really interesting. And then the finishing barrel called Solara um, is a toasted barrel, um, including a couple of barrels which they toasted using the power of the sun. So wheat and Excellent. rye, that's also an unusual combination. I don't know of any producer that's blessed us with that. And usually... Producers when they try something new and crazy, like make a big stink about it. But whistle pig is just kind of like, Yep, yeah, yeah, we also we're doing something new on that front too. Right. Wheat rye toasted barrel. Like that explains kind of just the bonkersness of the nose here, I would say.
1: Yeah, just apply Pit Vipers and you're ready to rock. So yeah, on the nose, this is crazy and funky. Um, I'm getting these like big white fruits and like things that I was not expecting. I, I was without having read enough before we dove in which I feel like is probably the fun way to do it. I was expecting this to come through like a farm stock rye. So it would be one of their earthier, punchier ryes. that has got, you know, presumably more than 50% of their own distillate in there. This is not that. This is like savory and sweet and fruity and funky all at once. Yeah, this for me, it landed...
0: Like, at first, I was like, ooh, this is going to be fruity and weird. But the more I smelled, it was like graham cracker, ginger snap cookies, like Belgian mm-hmm. waffle notes. Like, it yep. was, it was like sweet and toasty, but not in that weird aspartame way that I get in some toasted whiskeys. Like, the nose also, it made me wonder, like, how much wheat? How much rye? Mm-hmm. But, like, you can you can smell both of them there, and I think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that wheat is definitely big and in-your-face and sweet. But then it does get backed up by the rye. Man, it starts out super sweet and crazy. And then their, like, little pop of rye kind of comes through. This is, like, I feel like this is almost a cocktail ready to go. This is, like, damn near moving into the territory of, like, two drops of bitters, shake it with ice. And you, you (laughs) like, you didn't mean to, but you just built a cool cocktail.
0: Right. One Luxardo thrown in and it's like, yeah, pepper it with crushed ice and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, give it, like, a twist of lemon if you want to look fancy but, like, don't actually know how to do (laughs)
0: things. That's a good idea. This is,
1: it's not gold rushy, but you could, it could go, you there. could like
0: throw in a liberal amount of citrus and have a good time.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That would play well here. So, like, it's interesting
0: r- too. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. No, I, can't, I couldn't see you there. It's okay. Go ahead. It's,
1: no, that's, that's okay. I, I was being a little bit like a hater for a second. So, that's why you couldn't see me. I know it's my own fault. I'll, I'll get my attitude in check. I was thinking that, like, when I first hit this on the nose, This is my own fault for assuming that this would be a traditional whistle pig thing when I could see fucking well on the cover of the box that it's not. I was thinking I was going to be smelling rye and it instantly kind of turned me off for a second. I was like, whoa, okay, quick reset, come back at this. What am I tasting? And then I decided, okay, it's just weird enough that I'm interested. And then as I started digging into it more, I'm realizing that like, this is scratching a weird itch. This is by no means like something that I take a sip and I'm instantly like, oh, this is my favorite whiskey. I'm enamored with this. I want to drink this every day. This is something Uh, that I was like, (laughs) okay. Here's a weird way to think of this. Do you remember the first time you tasted tequila?
0: I do. I actually, I can picture where I was as well as what it tasted.
1: Yes. Okay. So for for me, I was like, the very first time I tasted tequila, I was like, oh, that's what that flavor is. Like, you know, having smelled it here or there, or like tasted it in like recipes of food and stuff. And, but then having a drink of it, I'm like, boom, that instantly like placed itself in my mind. There's like, this is a thing I didn't know I needed regularly, but now I do. So, this, like, I feel like is sort of giving me that like eureka moment of like, huh, I didn't know I needed wheat whiskey mixed with rye whiskey, but like, I also didn't know I needed a pair of. Fucking bit viper glasses, and here we are. <laughs> I'm with you. It was
0: interesting for me too because the palate is where the fruit that I thought would come on the nose like popped out. Like there was, it was like a berry, like strawberries, like strawberries cream, like raspberries, like marionberries, yes. like these. Like this thing is. It's light. It's sweet. It's like wispy and and like kind of whimsical and like it. It is sweet, but it's toasty and it's fruity. Like there's just the faintest touch of like brown sugar. And I almost kind of was like, you know, those pop tarts that are that are like the fake berry filling and then the white frosting with like the purple and and violet like on them. Like, oh yeah, it's what I feel like when I look at this bottle, and it's also what I feel like when I'm like drinking this and it's on my palate. And despite the forty three percent, like there is a little prickle of ethanol, but I don't hate it. Like it's on the back of the palate that kind of tells you, like, oh, you know, there's a little tannin. There, you know there is alcohol in this thing that you've chosen to consume. But overall, like the fruits do develop. And and I was kind of worried that this was just gonna taste the same from like the front to the back. You know, this was gonna be like simple whiskey that was just super boring and like gross and like, you know, just like like why would you put these things together? But those fruits developing made it really interesting to me.
1: Yeah. What this whiskey is not is boring. Um actually there is probably a longer list of what it is not than there is of what it is. But I feel like that's cool. Like that strawberries and cream raspberries and cream kind of vibe i see that that definitely works there's a lot going on here in a totally unique way and while i was a, a little nervous that this would just be something that they were like oh yeah we distilled this 100 in-house and it's like we're not really ready to like release our own 100 percent our own product as its own thing so we did it like as kind of a meme like look at us we're joking around and having fun it's not that either so i guess like I feel like I want to call this kind of like if I feel like what they were trying to do, they did like that. They nailed this. It is just one off enough, just weird enough, just all manner of fucking crazy enough that it kind of works in its own way. Whereas if you just gave me a pour of whiskey, like if I had come over to your place and you were like, Hey man, uh, would you like a drink? And I was like, yes, whiskey, please. And you gave me this. I think I'd be like, the fuck's wrong with this guy? What is that? That's not like anything I've ever had before. I, I don't even know what kind of whiskey that is. And I've had a lot of whiskey. I feel like I should be able to tell you what kind of whiskey it is if you pour it for me. Like, this is one of those things that would definitely move out there into uh, borderline extraterrestrial territory. I'm with you. In I hate to quote myself because I think that's the
0: most like pretentious thing you can do. Um, but I wrote this down once and I was like, this is the perfect summation. And I couldn't remember it. So I pulled up my review and I was like, this is the most unusual whiskey, but it is definitely the best of like the farm stocks or the weird like road stocks. Or like, I don't know if it was an ironic attempt to be excellent, but this is definitely not the best whiskey I've ever had from Pig. but it's one of the most interesting. And it's certainly the best of like their stock brand, which is where they blend their stuff or they make it all in house. And for me, like, it would have been so easy for a brand <coughs> looking at you, Woodford Reserve and or Maker's Mark to be like, this is the Pit Viper edition of our regular product and we're selling it at a premium and hope mm-hmm. that you collect it. And instead, no, they were like, we're also going to create a totally new product. And, you know, I got to temper this. I think the glasses are cool. I've been a Pit Viper fan for years and I have liked Pig. This is not the best Whistle Pig I've ever had. It's not even close, but this no. is the best of their blends of in-house product. And this is the best of those like stock releases. Yeah, and I just think it's cool that. that like these guys and the Pit Viper guys are the same way. Like it might be flippant and silly, but they always go a hundred percent. And that I think, if you think that that's too innovative for a whiskey brand, that's your problem. But I think it's just cool that they this isn't a cop out thing. This isn't like a let's try and get a new audience with a crazy new relabel thing. This was like, hey, let's try something. Let's try something cool. And I think it works. Like I don't want to drink this every day, but I think it's really good. And I love the wheat plus rye plus toast combination. And it makes me want to go do that same thing with other producers I work with and make a wheat rye blend and then see how it is toasted. Like I think it's super cool.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot, like if this had been marketed as a toasted thing, I feel like I would have had some trepidations just because generally speaking, a lot of the toasted products just don't speak to me. Or if they do, it's just like, oh, okay, I don't notice that this is toasted. This doesn't have major characteristics of toasted, so cool. Like, this to me is like its own thing, and I feel like that's cool. Like, it's definitely, like you said, it's not the best whistle pick I've had for sure. But that's partially their own fault for making so many other things that are like really, really unique, but also crazy and good at the same time. Um, last year's Boss Hog, for example, the Siren oh, song. Like, there are some things that like... I feel like Whistlepig has been doing a good job of this over the last probably four-ish years or so of, I didn't know I needed this to be a thing, but now that I know it is, I'm so fucking glad. Like, like if you look at the last few Boss Hog releases, the last, uh, let's see, Whistlepig 18, finishing PX Casks, the 21-year North American single mom, like, these are all things that I didn't have on my bingo card. I, I don't think anyone did, really. But evidently, Megan Ireland and the team over at Whistlepig were just like, look, you motherfuckers, just get ready because it's coming. And you're going to be like, what is this and how do I get a lot of it? My bingo card is on fire and it's been lit with the sun.
0: And this, this, I think, is a good closing sentiment because I just realized that later this year, I will be at the Whistlepig farm. And not only will I be at the Whistlepig farm, but you will also be at the Whistlepig farm. And... I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I think it's fortunately for us, unfortunately for them. Our wives will also be mm. at the Whistle Pig Farm, and I don't think there's any better way to cruise into this place than with the proper eyewear and some uh, and vibe it up for a weekend. This this will be I, maybe we'll do our first live recording episode ever. John and I have never recorded in the same place ever because we live in two different places, but I think that the chapter of messing around at Whistle Pig is only just begun.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. The reason we don't try to do live recordings is because it's a huge pain in the ass, but it could be, <laughs> okay. It would be interesting and it would be fun and it would also be crazy. But I think the only way to really take that to the right level is to be running these stunner shades the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to bring the shade
0: and, and a bandolier of beers and just get after it. We'll, we'll pick some barrels. We'll record an episode. We'll be shielded from the sun. I can't think of a better way to spend a day or
1: two. Shit, man. Let's get weird.
0: Rock on. You uh, got any closing thoughts, or should we button this one up and hit the beach?
1: Um, Yeah, let's beach it. I'm good to go. I'm going to take the bottle topper off this and make a fucking necklace out of it, I think.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, medallions up, my dudes. Um, this has been another episode of the whiskey raiders podcast i will issue a disclaimer they are not all like this so if you enjoyed this one i'd encourage you to check out all of our other episodes they are different if you did not enjoy this episode I would also encourage you to check out all of our other episodes because they are different. And if you enjoyed hearing from John, you can find more from him at bourbonfinder.com. He's also on Instagram at TheBourbonFinder. He can help you find bourbon. Most importantly, he will help you find the good ones. He rates reviews. He does all sorts of cool content. He is an aggregator, which means he's a source of knowledge here at WhiskeyRaiders.com. And that means I am Jay, better known as Take on the Internet, from WhiskeyRaiders.com myself. I can't see the screen. I can't see the mic. The sun is down. It's dark, but it tells me that this episode is done and dusted. Guys, thanks for joining us. This has been fun. It's been weird. We will be back in our normal, much more boring, informative selves next week, and we will catch you then. Cheers, guys.
1: Can't see the haters with these on. Cheers.